Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Kansas saves abortion. Your student debt can outlive you. And Ryuji Chua. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. tonight. Kansas is now the best state in America. Student debt is coming for your grandma and Beyonce is making a whole new album. So let's do this people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. Okay. All right. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the news. First things first, according to astronomers, the earth is actually spinning faster than ever before. And because of that, it recently set the record for the shortest day ever. Yeah, June 29th was apparently 1.59 milliseconds shorter than a normal day. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how you know things are going bad. Even the Earth is like, all right, let's wrap this up. Let's go, let's go. Let's keep things moving. Let's keep things going. 1.59 milliseconds faster. I mean, you do know what this means, right? We'll get to leave work 1.59 milliseconds earlier. Yeah, baby! I'm gone! It also gives people a great excuse if they get pulled over. It's just like, sir, have you been drinking? No, the earth is spinning super fast, man. It's making me dizzy, man. Then why aren't we all dizzy? I'm too drunk to answer that question. <laughs> Meanwhile, in environmental news, a man in Utah has been arrested for accidentally starting a 60-acre wildfire while trying to burn a spider with a cigarette lighter. (laughs) And yes, this sounds terrible, but I bet that spider learned his lesson. (laughs) You've learned that, spider. In entertainment news, Brad Pitt wore a skirt to his latest movie premiere, and when he was asked why he did it, he said, quote, we're all going to die, so let's just have some fun before we get out. And I, uh, I love that. What an inspirational way to say, it's laundry day. <laughs> it's also been like 200 degrees outside every day. The question isn't why is Brad Pitt wearing a skirt, it's why isn't every guy wearing a skirt? Are you kidding me? If you follow how hot it is out there? <laughs> got the fabric on both sides, everything is cooped up. 
you walk outside and you, you work, spend five minutes in this weather. Before you know it, you're walking around with two lightly poached eggs in your pants. <laughs> Gotta let it breathe. Oh, oh, this is, okay, this is a wild story. In travel news, Airbnb has announced that it will no longer allow people to list former slave cabins as vacation rentals after one listing caused an uproar online. And this must be one of those things that's probably white people. I mean, <laughs> no, because as a black person, there's no way I'm vacationing in a slave cabin. I don't care if it's a former slave cabin. I don't care if it's renovated. There's no black person who's like, yeah, this is where I want to spend my vacation. <laughs> so good for Airbnb. I will say this, if I owned Airbnb, I wouldn't cancel these listings. I would say, yeah, you can stay there if you want, but you're gonna have to have the real experience. Yeah. <laughs> Just surprise those people, barge into the cabin at 6 a.m. like, here's your basket, fill it up! I'll whip you in. I just wanted to see what it was like. Well, now you're seeing. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to some of the bigger news stories of the day. First up, yesterday we had another round of primary elections in America. And I'm just gonna say this, this country has too many elections, all right? <laughs> yeah, every week, it's like, it's time to vote, but we voted last week. No, that was the vote to vote for who we're voting for this week. Then we'll vote on when we'll vote for the next vote. Vote, vote, votey, vote, 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 vote. <laughs> so let's check in on the results of these votes <laughs> in our ongoing coverage of Votedemic 2022. <laughs> Last night was a very good night for Donald Jigglypuff Trump. <laughs> in Michigan, his candidate defeated a Republican who votes to impeach him. In Arizona, his candidates won the primaries for Senate and Secretary of State. And in Missouri, the Eric he endorsed beat <laughs> the other Eric that he endorsed. <laughs> yeah, it was the best night for Trump he's had that didn't end with someone signing an NDA. And these Arizona races could have national implications because these Republicans, you have to understand, the ones who are winning now, they all believe in crazy conspiracy theories about Biden stealing the election in 2020. So if they win the final races, they could end up in charge of counting the votes in 2024. And I don't know about you, but I know for certain I do not trust them with that job. Can you imagine what it'll be like? All right. Another vote, another vote for Trump. That's a Trump vote. That's a, that's a Trump. Yeah, I saw that. That was Trump. What, what you doing there? That's another, yeah, that's another, I'm counting. That's Trump as well. Yeah, put it in, put, that's it. Trump again. What, what, what was, look at that. That person spent Trump wrong. He said B-I-D-E-N. That's not how you spell Trump. What the, they spelled it wrong. That's all right, what's the final tally? What's that? Trump one bazillion, Biden minus 10. I think I did a good job. Don't say I didn't warn you. Now, there is, there is some good news. Other than the Trump virus spreading through the Republican Party like Vecna, last night <laughs> was actually a really good night for anyone who believes a woman should have a right to choose what happens in her own body. And it's all thanks to Kansas. In conservative Kansas this morning, a political earthquake and a big win for abortion rights supporters. Kansas voters rejecting an amendment that would have removed abortion protections from the state constitution. In effect, keeping access to the procedure there. The turnout on a 100 degree day in the middle of summer was 53%. Historically high, they've never seen anything like this. This is Barack Obama's numbers. Our state stood up and said no. We're the first ones to say no, so I'm just, I'm overjoyed. Wow, Kansas, amazing. 
absolutely amazing. Congratulations, Kansas. It's moments like these I wish I knew which one of these states you were. But either way, congratulations. No, for real though, for real. This is a huge pro-choice victory. And it's especially amazing that it happened in Kansas, a state so red that Trump won it by 14 points. Yeah, no one expected this. This was a bigger shock than when Batgirl found out that her real nemesis is the CEO of Warner Brothers. And this is where you realize, this is where you realize as well, the anti-abortion views of right-wing lawmakers and some people on the Supreme Court, they don't mirror what actual Americans want. Right? It's not accurate. And that's a huge problem in this country. It's like letting the craziest dude in your friend group plan your bachelor party. <laughs> You're gonna be like, I just wanted to play beer pong. How did we end up in a Bangkok prison? Not cool, Samuel. <laughs> oh, and speaking of earth-shattering news, Beyonce is changing her album again. <laughs> yeah, first, she took out the word spaz from a song because some people complained that it was ableist. Right? And now she's removing a sample from one of her other songs because Kelis complained that she didn't get any credit from it. And look, I get what Beyonce is doing. It's very nice. But I also should point out, this could turn into a major disaster. Because you realize now, depending on when you listen to the album, you could be hearing completely different songs. <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna change. You don't even know what the thing's gonna be. Like, I heard, you won't break my soul. And then someone else is like, you won't score a goal. Someone else is like, someone check this mole. You don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine the chaos this is gonna cause? Yeah, the next time you're at a Beyonce concert, Beyonce's gonna be like, everyone sing along. We're gonna be like, we can't. <laughs> Which version? Ah! And because Beyonce is now taking requests, Monica Lewinsky sent out a tweet basically saying, what about removing her name in one of Beyonce's old songs, Partition? All right, it's a song where Beyonce sang, he Monica Lewinsky'd all on my gown. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think we can all see why Monica wouldn't want that in the song. <laughs> and for me personally, I also think Beyonce should change it in the song, because it's not right. Technically, it should be, he Bill clinton on my gown. Because that's the guy who did all the jizzing. You gotta remember who did the thing. I'm not saying Beyonce did anything wrong. I'm just saying, Beyonce, you have to understand with the way American schools teach history, your songs might be the only way children learn. It needs to be accurate, Beyonce, please. So whether you agree with it or not, Beyonce has made her choice and good for her. In fact, you know what I think? They should say some artists have to be forced to do it. Beyonce was nice, some artists have to be forced. Yeah, like R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, part of his sentence should be that he has to go back and redo all of his old songs. Because age is not just a number. <laughs> yeah, we want him back in the studio. My mind's telling me no, and now my body understands why it's a no. My body completely <laughs> understands. My body completely understands. And speaking of people who wish they could go back and change the past, Alex Jones, far right-wing commentator and man who makes Donald Trump look like a reasonable human being, is currently on trial for spreading lies about the Sandy Hook shooting, right? Saying that it was all a hoax. And today in the trial, one of the funniest moments came when he found out that his inept lawyer had screwed up and sent the prosecution evidence that proved 
Alex Jones committed perjury. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. And that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you got the messages right there. I mean, I, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before or whatever, and, and so you got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones. How he, was, he was so shocked, he started turning into every emoji. He was like, <laughs> At one point, he even tried to give himself COVID. Do you see this? I can't speak. You know the disease I said is fake? Yeah, I got it. I've got it now. I got it. You know you're in trouble when the truth chokes you up like you want an episode of Hot Ones, you know, with those spicy wings. He's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what did I say? <laughs> but you realize, you realize this moment, this moment is huge, right? Because it shows that Alex Jones probably committed perjury which means Alex Jones lies about stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's shocking, because now I'm starting to wonder, does that mean chemtrails from planes aren't turning the frogs gay? <gasps> Was that also a lie? <laughs> and by the way, where did he get that lawyer? <laughs> can, we just, can we just talk about that? Because you see how the lawyers are sitting there like I would love to be there for that classic lawyer-client conversation during recess, and we're just standing together, so uh, how do you think it's going? It's like, well, uh, apart from the fact that I uh, screwed this whole thing up worse than any lawyer in history, I think we still have a shot. I think we still have a shot. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines, but before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our very own finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody! <laughs> Michael, the markets are crazy, man. Yeah. What's happening in the market today? I'm crushing it, man. Uh, <laughs> That's I'm crushing it. I'm like Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker because I'm in crush hour too, ladies and gentlemen. All right. You always say and, this, Costa. And I got a hot tip for you. You want to make some money like Costa makes money? All right? I got a hot tip for you, so pay attention, all right? Okay. So okay. what we got here is the last five months, the gasoline price. Actually, before, do you mind? You know, that story about the Airbnb slavery story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, look, they shouldn't be renting that out, but I appreciate them being honest, you know? Every time I rent an Airbnb, they're not honest about the pictures. You said, you said it was a two-bedroom quaint apartment. I didn't know quaint meant haunted, okay? <laughs> Let's be honest, Airbnb is just catfish for a house, okay? <laughs> Look, I don't want to sleep where slavery happened. I prefer a hotel. I'd rather sleep where lifeless, middle-aged, missionary position sex happened, but... <laughs> This is terrible. I mean, marketing off of slavery, that's not cool. Right. Using slavery to make a buck, exploiting suffering. That's why I don't use Airbnb. Instead, Trevor, I'm a slave to bargainhotels.net. <laughs> Book a bargain today. <laughs> what? Let's get to the chart, okay? So, Trevor, these are the gas, actually, actually, that other story about the earth spinning. The earth spinning so fast. I'm, I'm a financial expert, I'm not a scientist, but I'm pretty sure this is happening because of the large population in Asia, okay? Think about it. If one part of the earth is a lot heavier than the other, when Jesus. the earth spins, 
Okay, spinning, 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 gets to Asia, wham, whip. Spin, gets to Asia, whip. Think about it. Think about it. You know what, you're right. You're not a scientist. Just tell us what's happening in okay, the market. Okay, okay, okay. This is the price of gasoline over the last five months, and it's been a wild ride, okay? I mean, this is, reminds me of the last time I took ayahuasca and went on the C train, okay? I mean, those Showtime guys, I thought they were my father, okay? But look, here's the good news, all right? The price of gas is back down. Now, the bad news is that as gasoline gets cheaper, arson is gonna go up, okay? It's just so much cheaper to commit arson now. Even I've been thinking about it more, okay? <laughs> Trevor, between us guys, all right, it leaves no evidence, you get the insurance money, and it kills all the spiders. <laughs> all right, hot tip, I promised you a hot tip, all right? Booking a hotel room can feel like a lot of labor. Ease the burden with bargainhotels.net. Tell them Costa sent you. Do not tell them Costa anything. Michael Costa, everybody. I don't even wanna know what that website is. All right, when we come back, we're gonna be talking about how student debt is out of control, so don't go away. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about student debt. It's as American as milk that isn't milk. <laughs> Millions of Americans are college graduates, which is great. College provides you job skills. It exposes you to new ideas. It gives you a friend named Chad who's like a brother. <laughs> Even though he spilled bong water all inside your car. I love you, Chad, but you're a dick. <laughs> but because America doesn't properly subsidize higher education like almost every other developed nation in the world, the number of Americans with student debt is higher now than ever before. And student debt is a lot like an STD. <laughs> yes, you can get it by accident in college, but then it follows you around for the rest of your life. <laughs> and when I say the rest of your life, I mean it. There is a ticking time bomb looming over the American economy. Nearly $2 trillion in student loans owed by 50 million borrowers. And this is not just a problem for younger Americans. Those over 50 years old have the fastest growing student loan debt burden of any age group. 40% of Americans 65 and older are in default and Washington will collect by garnishing the social security of seniors in default. We met Serafina Galante on the campus of San Diego State. Galante had to pause making payments four times for various life problems. But the bigger issue, she got older. She can only work part-time. Her monthly payment, $176, is income-based and doesn't even cover the interest. This is gonna follow you forever. This will follow me to my grave. Yeah, when you picture someone with student debt, you might think of the cost of girls, but you should be thinking of the cost of golden girls. 
Because 8 million borrowers over 50 hold nearly a quarter of all federal student debts. And the craziest thing is some of them are even having their social security checks garnished to pay it off. And by the way, when they say garnished, it means the money is taken out of the check. All right? They're not putting a little parsley on the side of their checks to make it fancy. <laughs> this is a terrifying situation to be in. It's embarrassing. I mean, you heard that woman. Her loans might follow her to her grave. That is disgusting. When you're, when you're on your deathbed, you shouldn't be thinking about college loans. You know, you should be thinking of like a cool deathbed confession that'll mess with your family when you're gone. <laughs> you know, just be like, your real father is Keep everybody guessing. The point is, America needs solutions to the student debt crisis. And it could be canceling student loans. It could be guaranteeing free education. You know, it could even be punishing colleges if their graduates can't get the jobs that pay their loans. Yeah. I think that's actually an interesting idea. Colleges would be like, oh, come on in. You'll get a job. You'll get a job. And then what happens if you don't? If I was a college dean, I'd be a lot more concerned about my students getting jobs and graduating. If otherwise, I'd have to let them move in with me. Then people will be committed. Be like, damn it, Chad. You spilled bong water all over my fire. I love you, but you're a dick. Whatever the solution is, America cannot allow people to be so burdened by debt, it follows them to the grave. Especially because it would make for a very awkward reading of the will. Today, we'll be reading from the will of Stanley McCormick, who died at the age of 89 last month while having sex on a hot air balloon. That's how he wanted to go. Mr. McCormick has left instructions for the distribution of his estate. First, his life savings, all of which go to Brent. I'm sorry, who? Brent. He's the collection agent for your dad's student loans. Sorry for your loss. So dad was paying student loans for 60 years? He just had 50 more years to go. <clears throat> Poor bastard. Let's move on to the material assets. The car has been left to Brent. I thought I was getting the Tercel. The residence located at 110 Pine Lane, Brent. Score. The family china set smuggled out of Poland at the dawn of World War II. Don't say Brent. Brent. Come on. I don't even like China. Brent, can we please have that one? It's really special to our family. Don't worry, this is gonna bring the interest rate on his loan up to 7%. I'm sorry, it's going up to 7%? Student loans are funny. <laughs> what the? The antique watch, Brent. The pipe collection, Brent. The beloved banjo, Brent. Skee-ball tickets, Brent. And finally, his grandchildren's drawings. Brent. How are those gonna pay down his loans? I turn this shit into an NFT. And that covers everything. He did not do well in life. That's for sure. I didn't even know he went to college. So we get nothing. Didn't you guys need granddad's stuff to pay up your student loans? Shut up. Can I get a little help here? I got a heavy load. Stay tuned, because after the break, we're going to find out why fish might have feelings. Don't go away.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Daily Show. My guest tonight is a really interesting young man by the name of Ryuji Chuya. He's an activist and a filmmaker who makes educational content about animal rights. He's here to talk about his independent documentary, How Conscious Can a Fish Be? Please welcome Ryuji Chuya. Thank you so much for having me. It's like such an honor. It is, it's it's a, a really interesting conversation that, that you're having, not just in this documentary, but online. You know, mm-hmm. what, what I love about the world we live in today is you, you can see so many interesting people, so many different points of view, and it's all because we're connected on social media. You've built up quite a following as someone who is a passionate animal rights activist. Mm-hmm. And this documentary in particular is one where some people are shocked because they go, wait, wait, wait Ryuji, you, you've gone too far. You're saying that fish can be conscious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so you know the thing is that growing up, I didn't think this, right? I think like many people, I grew up to think that fish were these stupid, unconscious animals who have a three-second memory and can't feel pain. Uh And that would have been fine, forgivable, if I was like in 1703. But the thing is that today, there is a mountain of evidence produced through years of research that suggests that fish feel, think, and suffer like dogs, cats, and other animals. It's interesting that you, that you say that because, like, you know, when we, when we think about the world we're living in today, there's no denying that, you know, we have to change the ways we think about our food. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that it's, it's becoming unsustainable. Uh, it's also terrible in the way that we treat animals. You know, we, we're just trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. Now, many people will say, oh, I, I can't be vegan, but I am a vegetarian. Yeah, Some people sure. say, well, I'm not that, but I'm pescatarian. Sure. And I can eat fish because I don't like how everything else happens. Sure. But now you've basically come in and you've, you've upended that whole thing. <laughs> because there are many people who are like, well, I'm good, I eat fish. And you're like, well, you're not as good as you think. Well, it's not about judging people and saying you're not as good as you think. Uh-huh. It's more about thinking about it from the animal's perspective. So the reason that I'm vegan, for example, is because I just look at things from the animal's perspective. And I think to myself, would I want to be in their shoes, right? Or in their fins, okay. as it may be. <laughs> and the thing is that when you look at it that way, well, the things that we do to, I think that we're missing two things. Yes. First is the fact that for a lot of these animals, we stereotype them in ways where we think that, you know, we, we call animals in farms livestock. Okay. Right? We almost look at them like a something not as someone, when in fact all of them, they can play and have families and build connections just like dogs, cats, and other animals. And the second thing is, I think people vastly underestimate the degree to which they suffer in these systems um, because obviously the industry is not gonna, you know, kind of broadcast that themselves. Um, and the, the information is accessible, but it's also uncomfortable to face. So I think a lot of people 
uh, me myself included for a long time just don't know how much these animals suffer and yeah. how many animals suffer. It, it, it is it is it is a difficult thing to um, I think consume or even process because you you know you grow up eating meat you grow up eating whatever diet you grow up some people Absolutely. don't yeah. but but then for instance you're right you see a documentary you're like wow that's how they treat cows I, I don't want cows I want you know free range cows I want free range chickens I, yeah. I, I don't think that's good and then you you see something else and you're like oh, okay I, I I won't do that either but then many people would argue they'd be like okay but fish are in the ocean yeah, yeah. just swimming around and so if I eat wild caught fish then then why is that a bad thing or you or you you're saying it's not good or bad though is, is that what you're arguing yeah I'm not saying well you're not you, even trying to moralize it you could you could no I, I wouldn't moralize it but it's not about good or bad it's uh -huh. just that whether or not me or you or anyone else thinks this is good or bad fishing causes tremendous suffering to an immeasurable number of fish and that's the issue to me and for me an issue is an issue when there's someone who suffers. Right. So I don't care that like, look, look I'm not gonna sit here and be like, I emotionally feel compelled to care about fish the same way I care about dogs. Uh -huh. I didn't grow up around fish, right? Right. But I, I grew up around dogs. And they don't do cool tricks. Yeah, they don't, well, <laughs> some of them do cool tricks. Uh, I mean, not as cool as a dog, but okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so the thing is, because they suffer, and their suffering matters to them, uh -huh. that's why I flag it as an issue. But it's interesting that you say suffer. So, so let's talk a little bit about yeah. that, because I know in the documentary, and you, know, you, you cite the research, there, there, there is mounting evidence that talks about suffering or pain, et cetera. We know that pain extends far further than we thought sure. it ever did. Sure. You know, we learn new things every day. People, for instance, watch the, the documentary about the octopus on Netflix. People are like, oh, the octopus has feelings. And yeah, now people yeah. are like, I don't want to eat octopus anymore, mm -hmm. which, is, which is fine. But, but when we think of it through the lens of suffering, do you not think sometimes we're imbuing animals with a level of almost complicated consciousness that they don't necessarily need because of the circle of life? So, like, let's say when a lion is, is, is hunting and then it, you know, it goes and it, it grabs like a, an antelope or whatever, mm -hmm. right, the other antelope are like, ah, that sucked, and then they just carry on with their lives. <laughs> No, 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 I mean this honestly. Mm -hmm. you, the, I watch them sometimes and you know the, the antelope thing happens and the antelope just carry on. I'm like, wow, I, I'm a lot more devastated on my couch than they are. So are they suffering or do you think we're imbuing them with the idea of what we think suffering is? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, it's a complicated conversation, definitely. But the fact, like the way that we define suffering or the way that I would think about suffering mm -hmm. is an experience that's unpleasant to you, okay. right? That's kind of like the definition of, of suffering. Right. And in that sense, I think it's undeniable that animals suffer. Say like when an antelope gets eaten, that's probably a painful experience. Yeah, probably, and I'm gonna agree. Yeah. yeah, like do you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like whether or not, like how complicated that suffering is, mm -hmm. I don't think it's that relevant to whether or not we should care about that suffering. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether or not they're as devastated as you or I would be in a similar situation doesn't mm -hmm. change the fact that they're being eaten alive. I get what horrible, you're saying. Right, and similar for example with fish, when they're being grabbed out of the ocean uh -huh. in a huge net, well they die in horrific ways. They're being crushed under the weight of other fish, and then they're just spilled onto this boat. Oftentimes they're put in this mixture of ice and water. Mm -hmm. They're suffocating the whole time. And that experience to them might not be so different to the experience of you or me drowning. You know, in, in a way it's a very primal form of, of suffering that they experience in that moment. So then let's talk about it through the lens of just animals and help me understand this. Yeah. If I said to you then, okay, Ryuji, what's gonna happen is we're gonna get rid of all industrialized farming. You know, there will be no boats that are catching thousands of fish. We're gonna go back to the olden days, like mm -hmm. one person, you catch your fish, yeah, I yeah. catch my fish, we, we do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Would you be happy with that for yourself? Or are you saying no, you wouldn't even engage with the eating of a living thing? Sure, again, for me, it's not about me being happy. Okay. Right, so for me, it's about doing the best thing possible for the animals, looking at it from their perspective. But what about us? 
No, and I don't, I don't even mean this like selfishly. No, 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 no. I, no, no, I mean, yeah. I, and the reason I say this, what about us, is because I go, sometimes as humans, you know, I feel like we forget that we're also animals. Yeah, sure, okay? yeah. So we are also animals. Mm-hmm. And then those animals, like you, there's a lot of time where you'll go like, ah, oh, the animal, but then the animal will do a thing to you. Like, let's say you see like a bear. You're like, oh, the bear's cute. Then some people go, let me go touch the bear. Then mm-hmm. the bear's like, rah, yeah. right? <laughs> then the people are like, that bear's an asshole. Then I'm like, yeah. no, the bear's just a bear. It's yeah, doing yeah. bear things. Yeah, yeah. Are, we, are we not just doing human things in that way? Like, is, is it, is it, does it need to be moralized in any way, shape, or should we, are we not just meant to eat the thing because it's, it's, it's food for us? Yeah, sure. I mean, you could say that it's a human thing, but again, whether or not you or me or anyone else considers this a human thing yeah. doesn't change the fact that an action would cause suffering. And in my view, if we can prevent suffering from happening, then why not do it? That's you know, because if I was in that position, yeah. then I would not want to suffer. Huh. If I was in that position, I would not, I, I agree with you. If I was a fish, I would not want to be caught. Yeah. I, I completely no, agree yeah, with you. They exactly. don't try to be caught. They don't want to like have, have that existence. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who wants to get into this life? Because one thing I do appreciate you, about you honestly is this, is like oftentimes you'll talk to vegans and uh, one, they'll always let you know that they're vegans without you asking them. And two, <laughs> they will judge people, but you don't judge. That's something I've, I've really appreciated. You, you inform people, you, you do the research, you talk about it, but you're not judging. You're not like, you're an asshole for doing this. Yeah, you're yeah. wrong for doing this. You go, this is why I'm making the decision and this is what we should be cognizant of. So if somebody says to you, okay, I want to explore getting into this world, yeah. but I may not have the nutrition. I may not, I, I mean, look at America. There's people who live in food deserts. Absolutely. There's people who don't have access to the, sure. to the right foods. For How sure. can they even begin the journey of a more ethical existence when it comes to what they eat? So I think there are well, three things really. The first thing would be to change our view on how we see animals, okay. right? So for me, the big thing that changed becoming a vegan is that I started seeing all animals as a someone, not a something. Okay. Previously, I never spent time with cows or chickens or pigs, but it turns out that they're just like dogs and cats. And I think the more we can have that mindset, it's really good. The second thing is to get informed about what we actually do to them. Because again, I think that many people vastly underestimate the amount of suffering that we cause them, even in just the legal things that we do to them, uh-huh, uh-huh, a lot uh-huh. of those things are things that would be outrageous if done to dogs and cats. It would be illegal. They, like, they would get canceled and arrested if we did this <laughs> to dogs and cats, is what would happen, right, right. right? So I think get informed on that. And thirdly, there's so many resources on how to live a vegan lifestyle in many different shapes and forms. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think one of the misconceptions is that being vegan is all about eating uh, you know, Beyond Meat and these fancy meat substitutes. Uh, but in fact, you can have a very simple, whole food, plant-based lifestyle that uh, is, could be a lot cheaper and a lot mm-hmm. healthier as well. There are many, many ways to go about it, and so you can just do research on that and find what works for you. I'll tell you this. You're fascinating. I've really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me Thank on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate really, it. really fun. How conscious can a fish be? Find out by streaming his documentary on YouTube. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you again. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's our show for tonight, but before we go, remember, recovery efforts are underway after record-breaking floodwaters have hit Eastern Kentucky. 
We can all help them, and we should. The Foundation for Appalachian Kentucky is doing all, of they, all that they can to help in these efforts. So please, if you can, consider supporting them in the important work that they do at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, you're not singing the lyrics wrong. Beyonce just changed the album. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.